Praise the Lord. Today we're going to be sharing a subject that a lot of people tend to steer away from. It is the judgment of the living and of the dead, the Lamb of God. We all need to be in the Lamb's book of life. If you're not in the Lamb's book of life, you will not spend an eternity with Him. You will spend an eternity away from Him. Uh, we want, we're going to discuss the judgments, the end time, and all of that applies to things that I'm not sure the church really understands. And you need to understand, it takes a while, but there's a lot happening and there's a lot of scripture that applies. We're going to start though in Luke 16, 19. Now there was a rich man and he habitually dressed in purple, fine linen, joyously living in splendor every day. A poor man named Lazarus was laid at the gate covered with sores and longing to be fed with the crumbs which we were, which were falling from the rich man's table. Besides, even the dogs were coming to lick his sores. Now the poor man died and was carried away by the angels to Abraham's bosom. And the rich man also died and was buried. In Hades, he lifted up his eyes, being in torment, and saw Abraham far away and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried out and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus so they may dip the tip of his finger in the water and cool off my tongue, for I am in agony and in this flame. But Abraham said, Child, remember that during your life you received your good things, and likewise Lazarus bad things. But now he is being comforted here, and you are in agony. And besides all this between us and you, there is a great chasm fixed, so that those who wish to come over from here to you will not be able, and that none may cross over from there to us. And he said, Then I beg you that you send him to my father's house. For I have five brothers in order that he may warn them, so as they may will not also come to be in this place of torment. But Abraham said, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear from them. But he said, No father, no, but he said, No father, Abraham. But if someone goes to them from the dead, they will repent. But he said, if they do not listen to Moses and the prophets, they will not be persuaded, even if someone rises from the dead. Now we know that someone rose from the dead. The Lord Jesus Christ, he came and made a way where there was no way. And he went into Hades and basically he shut it down. And we're going to discuss that. He shut Hades down. There's only one judge, and it is the Lord Jesus Christ. All judgment, both of the living and the dead, have been given unto him. And, and I want you to understand that there's many asleep today, both with the Lord and also away from the Lord, the dead. We are maybe... The, the living that are asleep too, but we're awaiting what? 
final judgment. John 5.25, Truly, truly, I say to you, an hour is coming and now is when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God, and those who, who hear will live. Verse 26, For just as the Father in life in himself, even so he gave to his Son able to have life in himself, he gave him authority to execute judgment because he is the Son of Man. The Lamb of God, he became the Lamb. He offered himself. He descended into Hades. We're going to rule it. Led, defeated. He defeated death, Helen. He took the keys to Hades. He took it away from Satan. Made a public display of him. I'll get to preaching. I won't read all my scriptures. But, but he overcame death, hell, and the grave so that we now, if we die in Christ, our spirit is with him and our body is laid in a grave with his seed, the Logos seed, awaiting to the day with that great shout and trumpet that they too will be joined again or we that alive would meet him in the air and be transformed into his image in the twinkling of an eye. All of these things with judgment, but it's going to be with judgment. And that's what we need to understand. In verse 28, do not marvel at this for an hour is coming. This is bubbling in me. As hour is coming in which we who are in the tombs will hear his voice. Therefore, having overlooked the times of ignorance, Acts 17.30, listen, God is now declaring to all men, and I'm declaring to you, that they all people everywhere should repent. There is no forgiveness of sins without repentance. We must repent to be saved. We have to be washed in his blood. It's only in Christ Jesus that we have forgiveness of sins, and it's only through repentance that we make access. You need to understand that, repentance. Repentance, without repentance, there is no righteousness. There is no forgiveness. I, I really believe water baptism is very, very important because it's in obedience. And, and these are very foundational things. I think if you haven't been baptized, please get baptized. You're missing out on a blessing. I, I, I think repentance and salvation happens at repentance and a true repentance with the Lord. But you need to walk in obedience and be baptized and raised in likeness of his resurrection that you what, may receive the Holy Spirit. Baptism, that's where he, he received the dove after he was baptized. He was led by that dove into the wilderness. Many of us that have received that gift of the Holy Spirit with the baptism, we all received the Spirit at rebirth. I mean, but we, the baptism from on high <laughs> were led out there in the wilderness. And some of us didn't fare so well, but by his mercy and grace, and compassion and his patience has brought us up out the wilderness. And we shall live before him all the days of our life. Acts 17, 31, because he has fixed a day in which he will judge the world in righteousness through a man, Jesus Christ. He became a man just like us. And he rose the second man. He became, he came uh, in the likeness of Adam, the last Adam, the Adamic race a man, 
And he paid a price. You've heard me. A nefesh, a life for a life. In his blood, that life that was in the blood of Jesus Christ, that sin-free, righteous blood was shed for us. It covered our sins. In him we have life. He came back the second man, the second man. We too will be transformed into the image of a second man. When we meet him in the air, we're going to be changed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is exciting. Judgment is coming. It's here. It's here on the earth. These are just the beginning of birth pains because there's a judgment on the earth as well because of this dark age, this dark time, these perilous times that Tim Paul said in 2 Timothy, uh, the third chapter, the first five verses. It tells you exactly these perilous times and what a men will be lovers of pleasure, lovers of money, lovers of self. Yes, the three evil loves. Look around you today. They are, there's a, a, actually 13 more characteristics there listed, 15 in all, and 12 more if it's 15. Uh, they describe the age, this parallel age, the day that we live. Look around. We're living in the last days, and judgment is upon the earth, and it is only going to increase. These birth pain. But get excited because as the birth pains increase, I've got seven children. I understand this a little bit. And, and 15 grandkids. At these birth, there is a joy at the end of this pain. And it's the, it's the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. That is our eternal salvation. In, in Acts 1040, God raised him on the third day and granted him, granted that he become visible, 41, not to all the people but to witnesses who were chosen beforehand by God, that is, to us who ate and drank with him after he arose from the dead. And he ordered us, now he ordered us, and this is what I'm doing today, to preach to the people. And a lot of people, I'm not, I don't know if they preach this. And Solomon testify that this is the one. Now, a lot of people preach this was the one who has been appointed by God, he has been appointed by God as judge of both the living and the dead. The dead that are waiting judgment. Those that even our spirits are with the Lord. If we die, I, I always say I was born dead and I'm dying alive. I was born dead spiritually, but quickened alive in and through Christ Jesus. And if I die before I hear that shout and meet him in the air, I don't believe I will because he told me that I would see his return. I believe that. I have always believed that from when he told me in 19, August of 19, might have been September, 1974. How about that? A long time ago, I've always believed that I would see his return. I believe that we're living in a time. I believe that this this pandemic we're in and, and have come through is just a beginning of birth pains. I see all of these nations gearing up with weapons of warfare like we couldn't even imagine. And all these nations seem to have these we- unimaginable, unimaginable weapons for destruction. And, and they're gearing up. And, and man, in history, they, they just, they're going to go to, there's going to be wars and rumors of wars and they eventually will gather up and around Israel as this reeling about Israel. I believe Islam is the main threat there. We've got the Sunnis and the Shias already gearing up. God, God is, word is true. We're going to see this reeling and right when the Jews look like they, they, there is no hope. The Lord Jesus comes back and puts a stop to this mess. 
and he pours his wrath out on all of those nations. They're, they're, folks, if he's on the way here and we meet him in the air and he's coming here to pour his indignation and wrath out on these nations that have, have tortured and killed and murdered his people, many of them will be us. If we meet him in the air <laughs> and we'll always be with him, how is it not that we, the, his armies, that we're transformed, the first shall be last and the last shall be first. We'll talk about that here. But we that are transformed into his image, sons of God, that will always be with our Savior, we meet him in the air and he's coming here to pour his wrath out. How is it not we're with him? We're his armies. We, we are the ones that leap over a wall and run through the truth. We are the armies of the Lord. We shall always be with him. The first shall be last and the last shall be first. I discussed this many chapters ago uh, as I recorded a couple years ago, those chapters. But as his sons, as brothers, our elder brother has to be king of kings, lord of lords. We that meet him in the air will always be with him. We, we the dead in Christ, the living in Christ, we might have died, but we're alive. I was born dead, but I die. If I die, I'm dying alive. I was quickened alive by that repentance, that rebirth, a spiritual rebirth. And I will be with him forever. Never, ever, forever, never, ever apart. Even in, as, as we rule and reign with him. Here for a thousand years, I believe from the atmosphere, because his people, the Jews, we're going to talk about this. When the when Messiah comes, we that have have been born again, we that have been made alive, we that have confessed our sins, been forgiven, been wrapped up into his righteousness, given the robe of righteousness and the garments of his salvation, we shall be changed. The first shall be last. And the last, I'm afraid, will be, be the first shall be last and the last shall be first. I'm not afraid of that. Guess who was last? His sons, the Jews, the sons of God. They were born that way. But they have, they rejected their Messiah. But many today, as I speak, are coming to Yeshua. They're coming to their Messiah. And there's a move in Israel. So there's many of his own sons that were born sons that also will join us in the air with him and always be a part. But those that are just born him, even if they do not know him, when he gets here, he, because they will have survived, if, if they're, the Jews are always judged by the Gentiles. He, he allowed us God judges the Gentiles and the earth and the rest of us, but the, he's allowed the Gentiles. Uh, we saw it in 70 AD when they come in over and this time they're going to try it again. It, he stop, puts the stop to it, but there's going to be this great, uh, threat and, and, and many will be killed as the world rises up against Israel and uh, God puts the stop to it. And in that day, when he comes, the word tells us, and I believe the 11th chapter of Romans, that, that he removes all their iniquity. And, uh, might be the ninth chapter. Let me say anyway, he removes their iniquity and, and the word tells us they never sin again. They, life is extended. 
they live, it says in Isaiah 65, and in some in 66, the last verses there, that even a child, uh, if he doesn't live a hundred years, then the millennial rule of Christ, the, the, the Davidic kingdom that is set up, and uh, I'm getting way ahead of myself here, but I, w- I want, it's hard, it's hard to discuss judgments without talking about resurrections, which I am going to discuss um, possibly a little later. And uh, if I don't preach it all today, <laughs> but, but there's a resurrection that we have at the coming of the Lord. Those are in Christ, the bride of Christ. And then there's those that remain in, in chapter 15. I'm getting into resurrections. I should not do this. I should stop right here and go on with judgment. But let me just tell you this. There, there's a list of resurrections, and we always talk about two because, and they forget, they don't notice the third. And it's in the 20, 15, 22, 23, verse 24 of, of 1 Corinthians, the book of, 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 of the book of, uh, the book of the book of resurrections. That's what it is. I I lost my thought. I'm trying. I got two sermons going on here now. The book of resurrections. We know the first three bo- uh, 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 verses there. It states what the gospel is by the scriptures, and then it goes only appeared to them, and and it goes on and it talks about the resurre- resurrections, and it says that they have an order, and the order are first. The first fruits was Jesus Christ. He was the firstborn. Of all, he was he rose from the dead. Second, those that hear his voice, he is at his coming. He is at his coming, which should be the day of the Lord. We hear a shout, we hear the trumpet, we all respond. Those the bride of Christ, the two will become one. But he comes to earth, and there's a third, and it says there, I believe, verse twenty-four. And and most. Uh, scholars and theologians, they just overlook this because it's listed in this order and they stop right there with the second, those that are his at his coming. And when he turns the kingdom over to the Father, and they, they thought, well, that must be the resurrection of the dead. No, the dead are awakened. They're not resurrected. Resurrected, I mean, they're resurrected. They're resurrected. There's a judgment. I'll tell you what the judgment is now on the earth when the Father comes at the end of the millennial reign. This is when uh, all this, this last resurrection takes place. All old things pass away. There's a judgment on all things. Our Father likes new, new and shiny things. When I was born again, I was a new creature. All old things have passed away. Behold, all new things have come. During the millennial rule of Christ, it's the Davidic reign. He reigns with his people, the Jews. We that reign with him, I believe the church, we have been, we were first, we have gained our bodies, our glorified bodies like second men. I believe we will rule from the atmosphere even as Satan today, the principalities of the air, rules this world. It's a dark government. It's of the devil. This world is of Satan. It will be judged and it will be, be, there will be judgment. We will talk about that more probably tomorrow. But, 
but we will rule with him while his people, the Jews, still in their natural bodies, having been forgiven, he, the Messiah, came, the one they've been waiting for. They have been through judgment, through the great tribulation. It says one out of three parts in, in Zechariah, I believe the 13th chapter, only one out of three parts that survives. Two-thirds are killed. There's another tribulation, another testing coming to the, the Jews on this earth. It's a great tribulation. Those that survive, the Messiah comes back to save them. He removes their iniquity, and they will rule and reign with him from Jerusalem for a thousand years. And there will be sacrifices. There's a whole ten chapters of the last book of Ezekiel about the millennial temple. Because when the Lord comes, he will rebuild the temple. And it tells us and describes it perfectly in the last 10 chapters of Ezekiel which nobody acts like it's not there. Because they're, they're talking about sacrifices. Oh my God. And we know that Jesus was, was this last sacrifice. It was the perfect offering and it was. Do, when I partake, I, by faith I believe it turns into his body. And by faith I believe it turns into his blood. That I partake of the body and the blood of Christ. Every time that I break that bread and I drink that uh, grape juice, am I am I crucifying him again? No. And I'm not doing it. Remember, I'm partaking. I'm partaking of that. And it is in it is in remembrance, but it brings life to me because I have yet to receive my glorified body. But in the millennium. The, the Jews are still in their natural bodies. Life is extended. I said that a child that didn't live a hundred years is like a curse. And he's ruling with the Lord. Sin has been taken out. Rebellion has been taken out of the earth. It is guarded by the brothers. Uh, some of us might have ten cities, some five, some one. But from a, there's a righteous atmosphere. But judgment, and, and they say, how can he be? Well, you know, why the Jews weep and mourn for the one they pierce every day as they offer a lamb in the morning, a lamb in the evening in this new amazing temple of God on Mount Zion for a thousand years. They're looking at the one they pierced. They're looking, their Messiah is with them. The King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, God himself is with them and they when they're partaking, they're looking and they weep and mourn for the one they pierced. And for a thousand years, this Davidic kingdom there and we, the sons of God, and you know that Satan has been locked up. He's released. He's released. I don't, this is not my sermon. I got to get back on my sermon. He's released and the brothers, the armies of the Lord, poof, quick work of that. And guess what happened? And then the last, the judge, the judge here is the last judgment. His last act is the great white throne judgment. And that's when the dead are awakened and they stand before the throne dead. You do not want to be a part of that because we know they are cast into eternity, eternal lake of fire. The devil, the, the, the antichrist and the false prophet may, was able to make it. A thousand years earlier, they, they, they even beat Satan. He was locked up, but he's released to do that little bit of cause the nations to rebel. So we, the armies of the Lord, quick work. We, the Father comes 
Hallelujah. The Father comes, but he comes what? <laughs> he comes after the last duty of Christ, the judge, which we're going to eventually get back to, judges the dead. And after he has judged the dead, he hands his kingdom. This is the end of the millennial reign. He hands his reign, millennial, to the Father. He hands it over. And guess who are resurrected? Those Jews still in their natural body, blessed of God, serving with him. There are some, it says, that died. I believe at that time when the Father shows up, he makes all things new. They get their bodies. Hallelujah. And we all, we all, we got a new earth. It is, it is, there's no oceans in it. He makes all, all a new universe. Everything is made new. He brings a new Jerusalem. Some people, which has streets of gold. It's 1500 cubic, I mean, 1500 miles by 1500 miles by 1500 miles, something like that. That, that's the, this, in, in, in our, our, my statute miles. It's huge. And it's got these gold streets and all. It's brand new. It's new Jerusalem. All things are made new. That's not heaven. Heaven's coming to earth. God's going to set his kingdom up here on earth in new Jerusalem. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come to earth as thy purpose, thy will be done. May it be done. Thy kingdom's coming here. The, the spirits that are with the Lord, the righteous, and those that he led captivity captive out of Abraham's bosom when he shut it down, that's where we're getting to, are with him. And guess what? They, Their bodies are joined with their spirit. When? At the day of the Lord. And those that were last shall be first but the first shall be last. But all of the righteous, all of the Jews that have found their Messiah, all Abraham and Job and all these righteous that were in the bosom of Abraham, they will be with us. They will get theirs early. They will be with us in this righteous canopy around the world as Jesus fulfills the Davidic covenant and the covenant of Abraham as they, they possess the land. And those nations that have divided their land, and that there is a price to pay, and you really, you really need to find Jesus Christ as your Savior. You need to be a part of this salvation. You need to be a part of this redemption. But the Father comes. I always say, my daddy, I'm the Father. I call him daddy. I, I sometimes coin it. I know who God the Father is. He's the Almighty God. He's beyond my comprehension, but he's my Father. And he's, he's never failed me. I mean, he's my father. When I failed him, he has never failed me. He gave me his son that I may have relationship with him. But he likes he likes shot nice and shiny things. He likes all this, this gold. I mean, this whole city that's huge. That he is all golden streets and all this. He likes new things. All things. All things. The universe. That, 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 that. The universe, it never ends out there. It's going to be made new. He's going to rehang all those stars. All things will be made new. 
including, we've already got ours, but his sons, they will receive theirs. They already been forgiven. They already lived. They already righteous. They're already serving God. His hand is over them and he's wiped every tear. And in the millennial reign, they are blessed, but they're still having farms. They're still making produce. And, and they're still obviously dying if a, if a child dies within a hundred years. And no, none of them die at, at giving children. All the children are born healthy. So they're still procreating. They're still having children. Life goes on. The nations are still out there, but they, they stay in check. The brothers have that covered with this righteous canopy instead of this, this darkness that's over this world. For the principalities of the air are evil. They're demonic. For, for the God of this world is Satan. That's all about to change. That's why we should get excited when we see these things beginning to happen because this which I'm sharing with you, this resurrection, and there is the one with my, with my brothers and Jews that if they die there in the millennium, they are, they become like the rest of us when the Father comes and makes all things new. And how, and there's this new earth. I guess I always say there's no oceans on it. It's much larger than this earth. And, and I don't get, I, the Lord's all, once, a, if you've listened to all these chapters through the days, I'm sure I told you about God's promise of me having a boat. Guess what? In this time, <laughs> I don't care about a boat. I don't need an ocean. I grew up on an island and I love the ocean, but I love my God to be able to see my father face to face for him to put his name, his seal on my forehead. And, and I could, I, I can be with him. I, I, I mean, it, it, this promise through Christ to such a one as I through this salvation. And he ordered me today, and this is what I'm trying to tell you. He ordered me to, to proclaim to you while yet there is an opportunity. In verse 42, he ordered us to preach to the people and solemnly testify that this is the one who has been appointed by God as judge of the living and the dead. And verse 17, Revelation is 17. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet like a dead man, and he placed his right hand on me. Do not be afraid, for I am first and the last, <clears throat> the living one, and the living one, verse 18. And I was dead, and behold, I am alive forever, and I hold the keys to hell and death. I hold the keys now to Hades. I, I, I shut it down. I locked it up. I, I led captivity captive. I haven't got there yet. Revelations 5.1. I saw in the right hand of him who sat on the throne a book written inside and on back and sealed up with seven seals. And I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice who is worthy to open the book and to break its seals. And no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth was able to open the book or to look into it. And then I began to weep greatly. Because no one was found worthy to open the book or to look into it. And one of the elders said to me, stop weeping. I'm telling you, stop weeping. Behold the line of the tribe of Jesus. The root of David has overcome as to open the books and its seven seals. And I saw between the throne with the four living creatures and the elders, a lamb, standing as if slain, having seven horns. 
and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God. We talked about one of them, the fear of God. I highly recommend that. Sent out into all the earth, verse 7, and he came and he took the books out of the right hand, who, him who sat on the throne. Hello, Father. Almighty, amazing God that you are. When he had taken the book, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the Lamb. Have you fallen down before the Lamb? I recommend it doing it daily or, or, or all that you can. Each one holding a heart and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. Hallelujah. I got some in there. And they sang a new song, say, Worthy are you to take the book and break its seals. For you were slain and you purchased for God with your blood men from every tribe and tongue and people and nation. You have made them to be a kingdom of priests. We talked about this. And to our God, and they will reign upon the earth, and we will make acceptable offerings. In verse 11, then I looked and I heard the voice of many angels around the throne and the living creatures and the elders. And the number of them was myriads and myriads, tens of thousands and tens of thousands and thousands of thousands, just millions. Verse 12, I won't get into that, another sermon. Saying with a loud voice, I'm on, I'm on fire today. I want to preach the whole Bible. Worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive power. And riches and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. And he created and every created thing which is in heaven and on earth and under the earth and on the sea and all things. And I heard saying to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb, to our Lord God Almighty and to his Son, the Lamb, be blessing and honor and glory and dominion forever. And the four living creatures kept saying, Amen, as the elders fell down in worship. The Lamb of God. You need to be in the Lamb of God's book. You need to be written in there. The book of life. The book of life. There's more than one book. The book of life. And, and in Colossians 2, 6, it says, Therefore, as you have received Christ Jesus, the Lord, so walking in Him, having been rooted and now being built up in Him, and established in your faith just as you were instructed and overflowing with gratitude. See to it, see to it that no one takes you captive through philosophy and empty deception according to the traditions of men. There's no life. According to the elementary principles of this world rather than according to Christ. For he himself all the fullness of deity dwells in bodily form. Hallelujah. And in him, you have been made complete. Have you been made complete? I've been completed. I'm awaiting this new second man body and mind and all that, but God has made my life complete. And he is the head over the all rule and authority. All rule and authority. Christ Jesus is the head. In verse 11, and in him you were circumcised with a circumcision made without hands and the removal of the body of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. This old flesh has died. I have been buried with him in baptism. You need to be baptized, folks, if you haven't. And in which you were also raised up with him. Faith, 
in the working of God, in him through faith working in God, a new life, who raised him from the dead. When you were dead in your transgressions and uncircumcision of your flesh, he made you alive together in him, having forgiven us of all of our transgressions, having canceled out the, out the certificate of debt, consisting of decrees against us. The law is pretty, pretty, pretty tough. Which was hostile to us, and he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. Amen. And he had this win. He disarmed the rulers and authority. He made a public display. This was in Hades. He went down. He disarmed them. Made a public display, having triumphed over them through, over them through him, the Father. In 1 Peter 3.19 it says, In which also he went and made proclamations to the spirits now in prison. So those spirits that are now in prison, being held, waiting judgment, I believe they were the ones in the fire. I believe he stopped the fire. I believe no one had right. Satan didn't even, even though he had a claim to the evil ones, he had no right. I believe they are asleep too. I believe the dead are just dead. They are awaiting judgment. There is only one that condemns. There is only one that can judge. There is only one. He led captivity captive. All of the righteous that were in Abraham's bosom, they, 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 he took them with him. The spirits of the righteous are with the Lord. Now, they have not received their bodies yet either, but they're asleep. And he's bringing them with him. All of those that have died in Christ, whether looking forward or looking back. Those that were saved in the Old Testament were looking forward, forward to the Messiah, to the one that God would send that would take their sins. They had faith and confidence that God would, would send the sacrifice, the Messiah, the one that was spoken of in the Old Testament prophecies and by the prophets. And he came and he did. But yet, they rejected him, and it gave us our opportunity. The days of the Gentiles will be fulfilled at the day of the Lord. He is coming back to deal solely with his people, the Jews, and he will rule and reign with them for a thousand years. But he has, the, he has taken the keys to hell and death. Those that were in Abraham's bosom, he, he, he brought with him. He led captive, but they're no longer captive. Nobody had any claim to them. They were the Lord's, and those spirits are with the Lord. And those that were in fire are now locked up awaiting judgment, awaiting judgment. And by the way, while he was there, he made a public display of Satan himself. I've got a little funny joke, but I'm sure I've told it some chapters ago in the last time about what a public display was in those days. In 1 Corinthians 15, 3, he says, For I delivered you. As first importance, what I have also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures. This is the beginning part of 15. And he was buried and he was raised on the third day according to the Scriptures. This is the gospel of Jesus Christ. And he appeared to Cephas and then to the twelve. And after he had appeared to more than 500 brethren at one time, most of whom remain until now, but some have fallen asleep, he appeared to James and then to the apostles. And the last of all, to the one untimely born, he appeared to me also. I always say, and he appeared to me also. 
and I, I believe he did. But to all of you who are saved, he met with you. There's a, there's a time of our salvation that you should be aware of, and you should know when he came, when his by his spirit, when he came. You, you know, there's no doubt. If you're not quite sure, let's get down and find out. Let's, let's, ha- let's experience his presence in our life. Let's get up and walk in newness of life. Never hurts to repent, folks. I, 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 I kind of practice it. I die daily. I, I, I die daily that I may live in his likeness. I, I try to die daily to this flesh. Some of us, we, it says we all should, but I, I, I sometimes die twice a day if I need to. I, I have to watch this old man and I, I can put no trust in it. Uh, and, and verse, uh, Psalm 68, 18, you have ascended on high. You have led captive, captive, your captives. You have received gifts from among men, even among the rebellious, also that the Lord may dwell there. In verse 19, blessed be the Lord who daily bears our burdens, the God who is our salvation. He is the God of our salvation. He allowed his son to go his righteous son. That's where they really messed up. They brought a righteous, righteous man into Hades. And he overcame them. He defeated death, hell, and the grave. And he took the keys to death, hell, and the grave. Ephesians 4, 8, it tells us this. Therefore, it says, when he ascended on high, uh, held uh, captive a host of captives, and he gave gifts to men. He held host, captive a host of captives he, he, he descend, when he ascended. Now, this expression, he ascended, what does it mean except that he also descended in the lower parts of the earth? Now, it was always tradition, I believe, in the lower parts of the earth, and if the word says it, I believe it, wherever Hades is, it's somewhere, that he descended there. And if we believe heaven's out there, I believe it too, it's out there. And uh, But anyway, the word says he descended in the lower parts of the earth, and he overcame in verse 9. And he who descended is himself. Also he who ascended far above all heaven. And so that he might fill all things. All, fill all things. He went. He defeated death, hell, and the grave. He said, I have the keys to hell and death. I unlocked those captives that were Abraham. And they, they're, they're now with me. Those others I locked up. But they're waiting eternal judgment. 1 Thessalonians 4.13, But we do not want you to be uninformed, brethren, about those who are asleep, so that you will not grieve as to what do the rest who have no hope. Okay, those that are asleep. Where are those that are asleep? They're with the Lord. They're right. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him. Who is God bringing with him? Listen, those who who have fallen asleep in Jesus. Who are the ones that have fallen asleep in Jesus? It's his bride. It's the righteous. It's even those that he he took captive. He has the spirits to be absent of body, is to be with us, with the Lord. His spirit is with him. When he comes, when he comes, he brings all of those that are asleep with him. Guess what happened at the trumpet, at the shout, the, the, the dead that are in him, the bodies 
will be raised because of this Logos seed that's been implanted us and will be transformed into his image. We will be reunited with our spirit. We'll be transformed. We will always, we were transformed into a son of God. We will always be with our Lord, our Savior, our King Jesus, whether but but I, there, I believe, as he's ruling in Jerusalem, I believe we're in a camp, but we're all of one mind. I don't understand this because I don't, I can't, no way I can comprehend God, and one day I'm going to be like the Lord Jesus Christ. That's beyond my comprehension, Jesus, Paul said. It's beyond what we can understand. Why would we squander such an inheritance, this blessing? But But there's judgment, there's judgment has come, but yet there's a judge that's about to judge the world. And but if we have already been judged, and that's what you do when you die, when you crucify yourself with him, you're allowing God to judge this old man. What? That in newness of life you may raise up in the likeness of his resurrection and abide and walk in the power of his spirit as sons, spiritual sons and daughters, spiritual sons and daughters. But we're going to be transformed into the image. In verse 15, for this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will not precede those who have fallen asleep. If we're alive at the trumpet, at the sound, at the, we, we know it is the rapture. We will be called up to meet him in the air and we will always be with him. Wherever he goes, we are with him. We become one with him, never to be separate, but not before the dead in a twinkling of an eye. It's just, it's almost simultaneously. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet like a dead man. And he placed his right hand on me saying, do not be afraid. I am the first and the last, the living one. I was dead and behold, Revelation 118. And I'm alive forevermore. And I have the keys to death and Hades. Who has the keys? The Lamb of God to death and Hades. Guess what he did? He led captivity captive, and the others are in prison awaiting judgment. Okay. In Acts 7 59, they went on stoning Stephen. And here's the difference. Up until Jesus, they went, everybody went to Hades. Satan had a claim. And then after that, Jesus shut that down for all. Because he's the judge, and he hasn't judged yet. He shut it down. Now, what happened to Stephen? Listen. This is, this is where there's a difference. He doesn't go to Hades. He doesn't even go to Abraham's bosom. There is no more Abraham's bosom. It was shut down. Uh, they went on stone Stephen as he called out to the Lord and said, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Where did he, Stephen's spirit go? It didn't go to Abraham's bosom. It went to be with the Lord Jesus Christ. And every one of us since that time, if we're born alive, if we're born again, our spirit, if we die, our body might lay in a tomb. It has that Logos seed in it. And we will be raised because of that seed, that tree, that tree, the true, the branch of the Lord Jesus Christ. We will be like that. We will be raised in his likeness. We will, we will receive our spirit and our bodies will become one again and we will be eternal and we'll always be with the Lord. And for us, time will have stopped. It will not have stopped for, for the world because there's a thousand years yet. And we understand the millennial reign of Christ, the fulfillment of the Davidic promise, the fulfillment of the Abrahamic covenant, the fulfillment of all of God's word. Not one word shall be broken. 
and not one word will not be fulfilled. And praise the Lord that we are a part of that. And verse 60, then falling on his knees, he cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not hold their sins against them. Having said this, he fell asleep and he went, his spirit went to be with the Lord. Hallelujah. That was the first example that I know of in the Bible after Abraham's bosom and Haiti had been locked down and shut up. Jesus is the judge. He will judge both the living and the dead for all time. Uh, for the Father loves the Son and shows him all things he himself is doing. And the Father will show him greater works than these that you will marvel. Verse 21, For just as the Father raises the dead and gives them life, even so the Son also gives life to whom he wishes. 22, For not even the Father, listen to this, not even the Father judges anyone. The Father don't judge anyone. He, but he has given all judgment to his son. There is one judge. There's nobody else judging anybody. His son, the Lamb of God now, holds the book. He holds the book of life. That's the one we want to be in, the book of life. The Lamb of God's book of life. My name, right here. I want to make sure it stays there. Hallelujah. I don't want it blotted out. And, and, and John 5.23, so that all will honor the Son, even as they honor the Father. He who does not honor the Son does not honor the Father, the Father who sent him. Verse 24, Truly, truly, I say to you, he who hears my word and believes, he, he who sent me has eternal life and does not come into judgment, but has passed out of death into life. Truly, truly, I say to you, an hour is coming, and now is, when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God, and those who hear it will live. For just as the Father has life in himself, even so he gave to the Son also to have life in himself. Verse 27, and he gave authority to execute judgment because he is the Son of Man. Do not marvel at this time, for an hour is coming in which all who are in the tomb will hear his voice. The dead in Christ will be right. right. He, when he comes, he brings their spirits with them. Their bodies will be raised. They will be joined. We who are alive, you know the story. In verse 29, and, and will come forth those who did the good deeds to a resurrection of life and those who committed evil deeds to a resurrection of judgment. The dead, the great white throne judgment. They're not at the same time, but he will judge both before he turns his kingdom back over to the Father. He judges the dead in the great white throne judgment. We do his last act and he surrenders his kingdom, the, the Davidic kingdom, this millennial kingdom. When he gives his kingdom, the kingdom of God, to the Father, when he hands over his kingdom to the Father, he will complete a judgment. At that time, we, we, it's one big happy family. All things are made new. We abide with him in a new universe, a new earth, a new Jerusalem. Streets of gold. There are streets of gold in New Jerusalem. There are not, uh, there's not streets of gold in heaven right now. There's Father in heaven. There's sons in heaven. There's angels, myriads of angels. There's all my spirits. With, uh, there's many of my brother's spirits with the Lord. But uh, 
but they're spirits. We one day will rule angels. We one day will be sons. We will be transformed. But this is, this is when he comes to get us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And when the Father comes and makes all things new, his sons, the Jews that died during the millennium, will also get there. The Father will make all things new. Hallelujah. We, praise be to God, have been created anew in the image of his Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. We that were last were first, but the first shall, we that were last shall be first, but the first will be last. But they all, we all will be his sons, and we all will abide with him forever. And it is an amazing forever. And we do not want to miss that. There, there are judgment and judgments that are, are degrees. He that is saying much will be beaten a lot. And, and I also understand because of the white linen robes that there are different uh, levels of, of what your robes look like. There's different rewards too and somewhat. Believe me, just escaping damnation and being with the Lord and enjoying all of his presence and everything. I don't see how anything can be better than that, but evidently there's more, there's somehow, there, the, there's, he that's given much receives a lot. It, there are levels. There are levels. I can do nothing, and, and the two judgments, one judge, I can do nothing on my own initiative, John 30. As I hear, I judge, and my judgment is just because I do not seek my own will but the will of him has sent me. Jesus is saying, I might be the judge, but I do nothing without knowing this is the will of my Father. And the Father knows that. That's why the Son is judge. You know, if we will do nothing except what pleases the Father, he'll allow us to do whatever we want to as long as we know it's his will and his purpose. Amazing. This right here. He's judge, but he doesn't judge anything unless he knows it's God's purpose. In Philippians 2, 6, who although, he, who, although he existed in the form of God, did not regard equality with God a thing to be accepted, but emptied himself out, emptied himself, taking the form of a bondservant and being made in the likeness of men, and being found in the appearance of a man in the flesh for in the flesh, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even on death on a cross. For this reason also God highly exalted him, and bestowed on him the name which is above every name, so that the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, and who are on heaven and on earth and under the earth. Every knee is going to bow one way or the other. And that every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God. And he ordered us, and this is Acts 10, 42 again. I'm going to repeat this because you didn't. To preach to the people and solemnly testify that this is the one, Jesus who has been appointed by God to judge both the living and the dead. Now, here, here is where I want to get, folks. A lot of people, oh, and I die, I'm going to be in heaven. Well, there's a judgment. There's a judgment for the living and the dead. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. Now, this is called the Bama judgment, the, re, the, the rewards judgment. A lot of people don't even understand this. There is a judgment seat of Christ. So that each one may be recompensed for his deeds in the body, according to what he has done, whether good or bad. Now, whoa, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hey, right? I'm, I'm saved. 
I don't get judged. Yes, you do. Every knee shall confess. Those that have sinned much, there's many stripes. They too will be punished according to how evil they are. And some, I don't know how it gets any worse than a lake of fire and brimstone. I guess the best I've ever heard about eternal judgment was the outer darkness with weeping and gnashing of teeth. But that can't be as bad as uh, eternity in a fire and brimstone. But anyway, I can't even imagine any of that. But there are degrees of punishment too. Because it talks about different, it talks about that. But there's also different reward. I want, listen, each one may be recompensed for his deeds in the body according to what he has done, good or bad. In verse 11, therefore, knowing the fear, we persuade men, but we are made manifest to God. It's one of the spirits of the, of the Holy Spirit, one of the seven. And I hope that we are made manifest also in your consciousness. In Romans 2, 2. And we know that the judgment of God rightly falls upon those who practice such things, who will render to each person according to his deeds. This is for good or bad, both judgment. 1 Peter 1, 17. If you address as father the one who impartially judges according to each one's work, conduct yourself in fear and awe and reverence during the time of your stay on earth. Sound like good judgment, good, good, good advice there, doesn't it? I didn't think I was getting judged. We all will bow. All things be made manifest. That which is not confessed will be made manifest. I, I, I want to stop here. If you are in this judgment, if you're in the judgment seat of Christ, there is no condemnation. Now, remember, there. Romans 8.1 is huge. There is now no condemnation. That just, just remember all of that. And our judgment is, it's a, it's a judgment for rewards. Not, if you're not into the, if you're into this judgment, it is for bless, it is for eternal life. It is to be with the Lord. But there are degrees of rewards. And all things are going to be made manifest. So, so this is not, whether I go to hell or not. If you make this judgment, you have escaped eternal damnation. There is no condemnation. I'll go out and read more about that, but I want you to know right here, um, but we need, we need to be serious about our life, even in Christ. Oh, I'm saved. Well, if you are, what, what kind of, if you're part of that royal priesthood, what is your offerings today? What are your sacrifices today for him? Have you been judged acceptable? Or they've been judged acceptable. Have, have you been pleasing? Since we're now a living, a living sacrifice, a living, not a dead one, but a living. What what are my What are my offerings today? And twenty verse twelve of Revelations. And I saw the dead and the great and the small standing before the throne, and the books were open, and another book was open, which the book of life. And, and the dead were judged from things which were written in the books according to their deeds. There's several books there. For there is no partiality with God. There is no respect to persons. For all who have sinned without the law will be perished without the law. And all those that sin under law will be judged by the law. Matthew eleven twenty, And he became, began to denounce the cities in which most of his miracles were, were done. Because they did not repent. Verse 21. Woe to you, Chorazin. Woe to you, Bethesda, for if the miracles had been occurred in Tyre or Sidon, which occurred in you, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. Nevertheless, 
I say to you, it will be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon in the day of judgment than for you. Why? They're without excuse. How many of us are without excuse? Those in Tyre and Sidon, everybody didn't know any better. Just didn't know any better. Those others had rejected God's salvation. They had heard the message. They had, they had seen the Christ. The miracles that were done there, they saw him. They rejected. Their punishment is going to be worse than Sodom and Gomorrah. Because they're without excuse. Have you seen and known God, but yet chose to walk in disobedience and rebellion? That's for, all sin is rebellion against God's call, purpose, plan for your life. And 11.23, and you, Capernaum, will not be exalted in heaven, will you? You will descend into Hades. For if miracles had occurred in Sodom, which occurred in you, I would have remained in this, I would, I would have remained to this day. Nevertheless, I say to you that it is more tolerable in the land of Sodom in the day of judgment than you. In Sodom, uh, I guess they wasn't warned. They, they, Sodom pretty bad. That's pretty bad, folks. But if you have rejected God's salvation, there's a worse punishment. In Romans 2.16, on the day when, according to my gospel, God will judge the secrets of all men through Jesus Christ, all things will be manifest. If you address as Father the one who impartially judges according to each man's work, conduct yourselves in, in fear during that time you stay on earth. In, in, in the awe and awe of God, we talked about this. I, I had did a whole chapter on the fear of the Lord. It's amazing. There's so much blessing in knowing the fear of the Lord, walking in that awe and reverence to Him, walking in obedience. Verse 17 here, 417, 1 Peter, it says, For in it is time for judgment to begin with the household of God. And if it begins with us first, and what will be the outcome for those that do not obey the gospel of God? If we are being judged, just think what it's going to be for those that are not walking in. There's a judgment for all of us. Romans 14, 10. But you, why do you judge your brother? Or you again, why do you, why do you regard your brother with contempt? For we all will stand before the judgment seat of God. Why do we do? We all got to say, I didn't, I, they didn't tell me that in the church. They told me if I go to church through four Hail Marys or whatever, or if I, if I eat this piece of bread and drink, I'm forgiven. I can go do what I please. And I'll go to church every day. I'll go and I'll get blessed and I'm covered. It sins cover me. There's some truth in that, but it's not like you think. All these scriptures are talking about you're really without excuse. Anyway, 1411, for it is written, as I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow. We Every knee shall bow and every tongue shall, shall give praise to God. Everyone, dead and alive. And so to each one of us, so then each one of us will give an account of himself before God. Every single one of us. In 2 Corinthians 5, 9. Therefore, we also have as our ambition, whether at home or absent, to be pleasing to him. That's a good ambition. Verse 10, for we all must appear before the judgment seat of Christ. We all, this is Christians, everybody. This is, this is a debama judgment. This is for reward. 
This is a judgment without condemnation. Praise, Lord, I just want to be in your judgment. I, I look forward to the judgment seat of Christ. I have missed that other one. This is for reward. But listen, eternity is, is there's no more time. Whatever, whatever comes out of this judgment for all of us is how it is, how it will be. And I don't know that anybody has any regrets, but there's, there's rewards better than other rewards. That's what I'm trying to share with you. And why not give him now every opportunity to make eternity sp- even more special? It's pretty special, but even more. There's levels of reward as there's levels for, for judgment. They don't teach this because, oh, you can go sin all week and come in here and say, bless you, have four, do four Hail Marys, go, you're going to be fine. Anyway, uh, that doesn't work. According to what has been, uh, okay, so that each one may be recompensed for his deeds in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. In 1 John five seventeen, all unrighteousness is sin, and there is a sin not leading to death. So that, that we have many of a sin. It's not always leading to condemnation, even though we, we have an opportunity to get cleansed, to put that, to confess our sins. Confess sins are under the blood. I don't believe that will be revealed. All other unconfessed sins will be manifest at the, at, when we bow before the throne. And we'll have, I'd rather, I'd rather confess now. I'm always asking God, man, please, please bring to remembrance. If I haven't confessed something, please bring it to my remembrance. I would love to confess because I, I really regret any, I regret anything I ever did to, to that hurt. My God, my harm. I, I don't, and and Lord, I was terrible. <laughs> it seems like I, I guess we all, in some ways, are terrible. But I was, I know God now in His righteousness. I was, I was terrible. Only God could love such a one like me, but He did, and, and He does. And I love Him. To Him who much has been forgiven, loves much. I love the Lord with all of my heart, mind, soul, and I still have to guard myself. He who believes in him is not judged. He will not believe, he who does not believe has been judged already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. That's judgment with condemnation. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who hears my word and believes him who sent me in eternal life does not come into judgment, but has passed out of death into life. And then I'm going to remind you one more. Romans 8, 1. Therefore, there is no condemnation. For those who are in Christ Jesus, praise be to the Lord. There is judgment and rewards, but there's no condemnation. Romans 10, 8. But what does it say? The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith that we are preaching. Verse 9. That if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Verse 10. For with the heart... A person believes, resulting in righteousness, and with the mouth he confesses, resulting in salvation. For the scripture says, whoever whoever believes in him will not be disappointed. For there is no distinction between a Jew or a Greek, for the same Lord is Lord of all, abounding in riches for all who call on him. Verse 13. For whoever will call on the name of the Lord will be saved. Okay, now listen, this is another thing. If you really have heart faith, 
you confess. It comes out of your mouth. You speak it. A lot of times, if you're not confessing your faith or what you believe, then that's, that can be head faith. So true, true faith, we call heart faith, is confessed out of our mouth. But when you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you'll be saved. Now, there's degrees. Now, there's a lot of people, I say they, they're going to have their, their white linen T-shirt. They might not have a whole lot of robes. We're going to talk about the rewards. They don't have a lot of fluffy robes or might not. But they are saved, and there's been millions and millions that have gotten in because they believed, and they confessed with their mouth, Jesus is Lord, and, and the Word of God says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. I believe they're saved. There is no condemnation. But eternity is a long time, and to have this opportunity here for all of us, but also if you don't confess with your mouth, folks, then you really don't have the faith. The heart faith, that's head faith. If it's not coming out of your mouth, it's head faith. To get in your heart, if it's really in your heart, what's in your heart will come out your mouth. And sometimes when you speak a lot of words, you have to kind of wonder what's in my heart. And I speak a lot of words. But you will be saved. Now how, what, let's, if we're going to be saved, let's be all in. Let's, let's get all that God has for us. Revelation 19, 7. Let us rejoice and be glad and give the glory to him for the marriage of the lamb has come and the bride has made herself ready. Who made the bride ready? Herself. Are we the bride of Christ? Yes. Am I making myself ready? I'm trying. I've been up praying all night. I've been excited. I've been studying his word. I've been doing this for a while. He delivered. He gave me another chance. And I'm today bringing revelation to you that you need to understand. You need to embrace. You need to confess with your mouth all that God's done in your life and your heart to make it heart faith. You need to walk and offer to him daily worship, praise, acceptable sacrifices. You are a kingdom of priests. A priest makes offerings, sacrifices. Visit the widows and the orphans. That's pure and undefiled religion. James 1, 27. In verse 19, 8, it was given to her, who, the bride, to clothe herself in fine linen, bright and clean, for the fine linen is the righteous acts of the saints. It's given to you, the bride of Christ, to clothe yourself with what? With acceptable sacrifice, with offerings that's acceptable. And these, these righteous acts that are acceptable, our offerings are recognized as, as righteousness, but it's not only that. We get that, that we get clothed with these fine linens. I, I, I know I'm wrapped in a robe of righteousness and, and, and clothed in the garments of praise wrapped in a robe of righteousness. I want that big old fluffy, a lot of those white folds. I, I just want to be pleasing to my God. I, I, just, I like horses. I'm being glad to get that white horse. I just want to be with the Lord. I, I don't care really. I do care. I didn't, I just wanted to be with Him. I've always just wanted to be with Him. And, uh, but I didn't understand that maybe with some of these works that, that have been acceptable and are, that maybe it, he delights in that. And just maybe it's really, truly going to be a special day of celebration. It's going to be special just 
for one such as I to miss the fire. I tell you, that's where I was going. My mother interceded. Others have interceded. It, it worked. It worked. It's worked for a long, long time. In verse 9, and then he said to me, write, blessed are those who are invited to the marriage supper of the Lamb. Woo! They're going to be a wedding. Anyway, add those true words of God. In 1 Corinthians 13, 11, for no man can lay a foundation other than the one which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Verse 12, and if any man builds on a foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw. Verse 13, each man's work will become evident for the day will show it. There comes a day because it is revealed with fire and the fire itself will test each man's quality of work. Now, I, I honestly, I have some people that I love dearly that claim to be Christians, that claim to be Christians. And I didn't see a lot of acceptable works, and I didn't see a lot of uh, foundations built with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw. So, I mean, I, I mean, gold, I saw some kind of wood, hay, straw. That's what I did see. And it used to bother me. People that I love, people in my own family. And I just didn't feel like they quite understood that they need to be building with the, the uh, silver and gold and precious stones so that when the fire comes, it, is, it, it will stand. It will, it will stay. And because uh, and, and there's, there's a test coming. There's a fire coming for all of us. And uh, in verse 14, though, if any man's work which he has built on it remains, he will receive a reward. There's a reward. So the ones that are built with the silver, gold, precious stones, when the fire comes and these things remain, we receive a reward. And then I worried about that which was straw. If any man's work is burned up and he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved, yet so through fire. I got excited and I started reading this because I know a lot of my brothers I care and love that they, they, they think they love the Lord, but I don't see that much of an evidence. I see enough evidence to believe that they really are saved. I don't know how much reward they are going to get, but I believe here uh, that, that they will stand because their foundation is Jesus Christ. And if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved. But there's good advice here in, in 1031. Uh, first thing it says, whether then you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. You really, it would be nice to have some silver, gold, precious stones. I believe those are the acceptable uh, offerings that we make to God. And I believe that there's reward for eternity in our, our, that's what the word tells us. But there is now no condemnation. That, that's good news, folks. This, this first verse, those who love the Lord and called according to his purposes, that, that if we're in Christ Jesus, if you believe in your heart, confess with your mouth. If your foundation is Jesus Christ, you will be saved. That in itself is humongous <laughs> as some of my my grandchildren this is humongous it, it's very large to avoid eternal damnation and I used to worry because everything that I read 
It's bad if you're not really in all. I mean, you're going to be, if you, you, you don't accept this amazing offering of love that, that God himself paid such a price, that there, there's hell to pay, and it is hell. In Romans 12, 2, do not be conformed to this world, but, a tr- by, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good, acceptable, and perfect. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of God, heaven, but he who does the will of the Father who is in heaven will enter. Uh, this is some of that which I've read and understood, still understand. Don't, don't, be, don't be on that borderline. Get all the way in. Don't have have many many uh, robes of, of white linen, of righteous acts. Many will say on that day, Lord, Lord, we uh, did we not prophesy in your name, and cast out demons in your name, and uh, and in your name perform many miracles, and then he will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawyer lawlessness. We really do not want to be in this position. I know uh, I know some pastors. I know some. I know all of them. They're not none of my friends. They, 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 they can preach and they put on a show. They have abused their office and uh, both in their personal life and in the ministry and, in, in their, uh, and, and for somehow they don't think they're going to be held account, but they will. We really, uh, but we cast out demons. We prophesy. We have to live it in all humility today with, with love. I want to pray for you. For such a one as I, that, that I'm 70 years old, the Lord feels so good to me. I, I did not start off. I, did, I was on my way to hell, it seemed like, from a very early age. But Jesus, he loved me. He loved me so much. And he loves you the same. I want you to know him even as I know him. I want you to be his priest. I want you to be his son. I want you to be his daughter. I want you to start preparing yourself as his bride and put on those white linen by the righteous, by the acceptable acts, offerings of service to him. Visit the widows. Visit the orphans. We're going to talk about it. That has been big on my heart. I feel like I'm kind of closing up a lot of my ministry. Uh, by the time I finish here uh, this week, we're doing all this in one week. It's been challenging to go from one subject to the other without and try to stay in the flow. Uh, but anyway, God's doing it. I feel like I will have the videos for all of it. It's free. The scriptures will be free. You can download them. There's free. There's no books. It's his book. It's his word. I have I've learned from many different men, prophets, teachers of God. But but Brother Paul, they, I, they learned a lot from Brother Paul. Brother Peter, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Doctor Luke, uh, Acts, Paul, amazing, amazing. We learned a lot from men of God, prophets, teachers. I have a prophetic word. God loves you. That's a prophetic word, and He's coming soon. That's very prophetic. I love you. I want you to know him. I want you to know the blessing, the peace that passes comprehension. 
I want you to know the Lord Jesus Christ, that you may know the Father. Father, in the name of Jesus, just move and touch. Lord, move in, move in their lives and their families. Set them free, Lord. In the name of Jesus, God, heal their bodies. Lord, it's such a complete salvation, such a complete work. It was perfectly perfect and completely complete. Be complete and perfect in their life. Allow them to allow you by their faith. In Jesus' name, amen.